Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Top of the Mountain Podcast. My name is Jimmy Pilato. I will be your host, and we are getting set to get into a new week of RMAC football, week nine of the season so far. Almost at the end, and we're coming up on playoff time. The Super Regional rankings are out. We might discuss that a little bit later on in this show, but before we get into it, be sure to follow this show wherever you're listening, now available on iHeartRadio as well. So if you're checking us out on that platform, be able, be sure to follow. Follow at Pod or at Dago Express on Twitter and Instagram if you want to keep up with everything else going on with this show. You can listen to this show on all major podcasting platforms as well as on D2Football.com itself. I am the RMAC columnist for D2Football.com and you can catch my new columns every Thursday. New episodes of this podcast come out every Friday morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. With that, let's go ahead and... And get started because just as I thought we had all of our surprises out of the way last week, we wound up and had some huge, huge movement happening in the past week. And it's something that we definitely need to talk about. There was a lot of movement going on. And uh, we'll, we'll kick it off by looking at the two games of the week that we had last week. Since we missed out on week seven, I gave you two games of the week to look out for. And the first one we'll talk about, New Mexico Highlands. The Cowboys going to Spearfish, South Dakota to take on the Black Hill State Yellow Jackets. Uh, the Highlands Cowboys come away with the victory 24-10 to over the Yellow Jackets. Uh, not a great showing for them. It, it, I really think this game, you can look at a lot of things. New Mexico Highlands, it, his, their offense is, is really good. Their defense stepped up in a huge way t- this week. Uh, their offense is really good, and it's led by their quarterback, Ramon Atkins. He's had... At least 300 yards of offense and two touchdowns for the past three or three or four weeks since they've been on this winning streak, and now the Highlands Cowboys sitting in a good spot. They're still liable to finish at a a solid, respectable six and five. They were picked to finish in the dead last in the bottom three of the Armac at the beginning of the season, and they're doing everything that they need to behind Ramon Atkins, who had 264 yards passing, three touchdowns, also rushed for 99 yards. The defense as a whole for, <clears throat> excuse me, the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, it was really just getting after the quarterback and not allowing the offense to get into a rhythm. And when you're not able to score with a team who's built to just keep up in these high-profile, high-intensity shootouts like the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, it poses some difficulties. And we're seeing that happen. We're also still seeing uh, Chance Eben. He's been at quarterback for the past few weeks now for the Yellow Jackets. He had not a great day on Saturday. One touchdown, two interceptions, only 183 yards, wasn't able to get anything really rolling, and no no rushing touchdowns for a team that's pretty much built in setting up the run so that they can open up the rest of their offense. It was a very good showing for the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys who look to play uh, Adam State University this weekend uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico. They're taking the Grizzlies on. Grizzlies still looking for their first win. They had a great showing against Black Hills. And now to the other game of the week, which is also the huge drama and controversy that we have to talk about. The Colorado School of Mines Ore Diggers, formerly number three in the country according to the D2Football.com rankings. Now falling to number 12 after losing last weekend in Grand Junction, Colorado, at Colorado Mesa. The Mavericks get the 26-21 victory. And I had the... Opportunity. I sat down with Gabe Quartz, uh, senior linebacker for Colorado School of Mines, a longtime friend, uh, been in, been around the family, by family for a long time. We played youth football together, played against each other in high school, 
and we were talking to him. It was interesting. I didn't think that this was going to be the game they slipped up in. I thought that Western Colorado gave them probably about as good of a matchup as you could ask for. West Texas A&M took them down to the wire. It was kind of dicey there for a second if you're a Colorado School of Mines fan. And Colorado Mesa had looked good in certain games, but they really only beat up on bad teams. I didn't think that they'd be able to actually force Colorado School of Mines to play catch-up and, and to stifle them the way that they did. But really, Colorado School of Mines just never got into a rhythm after a certain point in the game. They went into halftime leading 21-16, to 16, and from there they never scored again in the second half. I believe that's the first time they've been held scoreless for an entire half all season as a team, the ore diggers were held for less, excuse me, uh, just over 100 yards, 108 yards on the ground as a team. The Mavericks, credit to them, and I think you got to give a lot of credit to quarterback uh, Karst Hunter, who put on an absolute show. He won RMAC player, Offensive Player of the Week honors for his efforts. 20 of 32 passing, 293 yards, three touchdowns. And then on the ground, he was able to add another 80, 58 yards onto his total and kind of led his team to a victory in a game where I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to be able to come out on top. I think this was a game, I said it last week, I thought Colorado School of Mines was going to probably be held close for a while, but at some point they would break through. I thought that, it, you know, I gave the river on a rock analogy and credit to the Colorado Mavericks. They defended their home field. Stalker Stadium is not a very easy place to win. And funny enough, it's going to be the situation where they're, right now we have a four-way tie for first in the RMAC. Western Colorado, Colorado School of Mines, Colorado Mesa, and CSU Pueblo all right now hold a claim, conference record-wise, to number one in the RMAC. All have one loss. We have Western Colorado, Colorado Mesa play this weekend. We're going to talk about that game for this week's Game of the Week after uh, we get a little bit of a break in here from my other podcast, The Far End of the Bench. So we, we know that, that that's going to get itself sorted out. And then CSU Pueblo ends the season in Gunnison. Um, Colorado School of Mines will still play uh, CSU Pueblo as well. You have Everybody has their own path to an RMAC championship. It's jumbled up right now, and it's all confused because we have these teams who've played pretty much beaten each other up. Colorado Mines beat Western. Um, then Mesa beat School of Mines. Pueblo beat Colorado Mesa, yet they lost to New Mexico Highlands. Everybody has an argument at this point to be in that number one spot in the conference. And I think we're going to see probably some of the most competitive games in RMAC, in recent RMAC history this weekend coming up because we're going to have so much at stake. Everybody, this is the last few years, it's been CSU Pueblo, Colorado School of Mines, and everybody else. This is one of the first years in quite some time where we have four legitimate teams, all with claims to the RMAC. Three teams uh, are in the top nine of the Super Region 4, which is a good time. We can take a look at that standings. The way that the Division Two football rankings work, they take uh, about at least two from each region, and then from there, they go based off of uh, records and resumes, obviously. Division Two football playoffs are some of the most competitive, some of the most fun, entertaining that you can watch. Uh, so I do recommend if you ha- are finding yourself without anything to watch on a Saturday once the Division Two playoffs start, uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing to 
go ahead and throw on one of those games. We're getting into the first regional rankings of the 2021 season. Like I mentioned, Super Region 4 is where the RMAC falls. Right now in Super Region 4, Augustana is number one, seven and one, uh, and they are um, number one in the Super Region. Colorado School of Mines, number two, Central Washington, number three, Midwestern State four, Angelo State, who we saw play against Shadron in week two, almost lose in Shadron. The Eagles not able to hang on. They are sitting at number five. Uh, Bemidji State, Wayne State, Colorado Mesa at eight, and Western Colorado at nine. We we just talked about they're going to be playing each other. They're going to be deciding who's going to be moving on. Colorado Mesa at this point, if they are able to beat Western Colorado, they would have the biggest stake, biggest claim to move probably at least a few spots, maybe even switch with Colorado School of Mines because at that point they would have the head-to-head victory plus a victory over a common opponent. It'll be interesting to see how these continue to shake out uh, every single week. I'm sure we'll we'll have more and more teams enter the fray. Uh, but really, I think you got to tip your hat to Coach Jermaine Jackson. He was on uh, the D2 football wrap-up show Sundays on the Division II football uh, YouTube page. And I, I, he was, I'm, I'm sure that he's very excited about the position his team has put himself, put themselves in, and with the opportunity coming up to go into Gunnison, Colorado, it is the first matchup in Mountaineer Bowl to feature two teams ranked in the top 25: Western Colorado 23, Colorado Mesa number 22 in the Division Two football rankings. We have plenty to break down. When that comes up for now, we'll hear a message from the Far End of the Bench podcast that you can listen to every Wednesday with myself and my co-host, Nico Bryant. We are a uh, Denver-based sports podcast, and we talk about everything under the sun. We have a lot of fun and have some interesting segments uh, and talk about some betting lines, try and win you guys some money. So we'll hear from them, and then we'll come back with this week's Game of the Week and look at the RMAX standings to finish out this week's episode of the Top of the Mountain podcast. Benchwarmers, we wanted to take the time out and uh, let you know how proud we are of what we've been able to accomplish in the past year on this platform we call YouTube. I don't think, uh, if you would have asked me when Nico and I first met and kind of birthed this idea of a podcast uh, when we were playing youth football, I don't know if we really thought we were going to be on YouTube all that much. And it's been ups and downs. There's been technical difficulties. Sometimes the video doesn't always upload correctly. A bunch of Zoom calls, too. Yeah, Zoom calls. I've wanted to pull my hair out, but we've gotten through it all. I think that we're starting to hit our stride there. We have 56 subscribers so far in the year, and I'm very proud of that number. We have a lot of dedicated viewers that watch every single week. And it's been a cool kind of area between that and our Twitter to where we've been able to grow both platforms uh, up to this point. So now uh, let's take some time. Nico, what are some of the new things that they can check out on the YouTube channel? And uh, we'll uh, also plug where they can find that and everything if they don't already know. Of course, yeah, we have that. We have exclusive content. Like I said, the NCAA top 10 every week. I'm going to tell you right now, my rankings will be a lot worse than Jimmy. So Jimmy knows a lot more about college football than I do. So, but you can go check those video, videos out weekly. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. Um, 
um, you can be sure to comment down below too. That's another thing that helps us out. Comment below if you think I'm an avid idiot, take that Jimmy is an idiot for whatever reason. Like a lot of those things as well, and, and also things that have been going since week one on YouTube. Where's the center of attention? You'll see one week it'll be me, one week it'll be Jimmy, or which switch off one another. Every single week we allow one of us to, to pick whatever we want to talk about and just circle in on one person and have that be it for the week. So you'll always be able to see that video no matter what. Obviously, like there's going to be abs, there's going to be Nuggets content. There may be some IRA, like we said, there's a Bengals Broncos game in December. You'll have, we, I don't know if we're going to be able to vlog it because we're not vloggers, <laughs> but you'll see videos, you'll see clips from that game, obviously, for sure. Then Jimmy and I will be going to the Nuggets games, so a lot of abs games, all that good stuff. So we may we may throw some clips up there here now and then, but you never know what you're going to get. But we'll, all, we'll be posting constantly either three or four videos a week. I'm not really sure Jimmy does all that good stuff for me, but whatever it may be check like and comment on every single one you find engage as much as you can we have our interviews on there as well plus i have everything split out into playlists with our factor cap segments that we do in the summers our how it should have sounded we have a gable stevenson one that's been going pretty viral since we put it out it's almost up to 100 views so far hezbollah we talked about him over the summer and that ended up being one of our higher rated viewer videos so you know we have all this content coming out we'll have more in real life stuff coming up as well like nico said subscribe to the far end of the bench on youtube leave a like and a comment also ring that notification bell so you never miss out on a new video and we'll be happy you guys can come see us over on our YouTube channel at the far end of the bench. Welcome back into the Top of the Mountain podcast with myself, Jimmy Pilato. Uh, like you heard in the ad there, the far end of the bench YouTube channel, subscribe to it. We have our weekly pickums that we release. We have our NCAA Top 10 exclusive show only on our YouTube channel. And we uh, also put out our what's in, what's in My Book and our center of attention every single week. So be sure to check that out at Pod is where you can follow that podcast you can also follow at dago express that's my bi-weekly podcast with my brother nick that i have and uh, we talk about a whole bunch of different stuff that's every other tuesday far under the bench every single wednesday and that's where you can keep up with everything going on with this show uh, as well as my columns for division two football.com let's get into what we all came here for i think probably the biggest sporting event in the at least the Western Colorado athletic department for for at least the last few years. This is a huge moment. It is the first ever meeting in the Mountaineer Bowl in Gunnison, Colorado, between two top twenty-five ranked teams. Not only that, it is Western Colorado versus Colorado Mesa, a crosstown rivalry. The schools are separated by two hours and forty-five minutes worth of driving. 124 miles separate the two cities if you were going to go from one town center to the other, and they could not be more different. Colorado Mesa, I think you, if you were just to ask anybody who who's somewhat familiar with the schools there, Colorado Mesa is what drives revenue. Western in Gunnison, it's smaller. It has a smaller town feel. Obviously, Grand Junction, a little bit more of a major hub with a major highway. You have to go out of your way a little bit to get to Western Colorado, but I think uh, speaking as somebody who is an alumni, speaking as somebody who was raised by an alumni and knowing <clears throat> the culture and the history that surrounds that program, I am extremely, extremely proud. I'm extremely excited. This is going to definitely be a game just like the Adam State game where I'm going to be tuned in from start to finish 
And I want to make sure, I want to see these guys put on the show that I think they're capable of. They've been proving me wrong all season. Early on, I said, you got to be consistent. You got to be able to do this for multiple, multiple weeks in a row. They've done that so far. And they've really just proven everybody wrong. They are one of the first teams, they are the first team in two decades to be ranked nationally. They are one of the first teams in program history, period, to be ranked nationally. And this is a very good opportunity for them not to only win their 19th conference championship. This would be an opportunity to also get themselves back into the playoffs for the first time since 1997 under head coach Duke Iverson, who unfortunately passed away uh, last year. And I think that has a little bit of what's uh, of something to do with what's going on in Gunnison. But let's look back at their game last week against South Dakota Mines Hard Rockers, their final road game of the season. And they they really... They went put out put went out with a bang, but it almost didn't go that way. We started with 14 points being put up by the Hard Rockers, coming out very strong. We know that they could score. They have a very potent offense. Uh, Western able to get one back. Damian Macias, one of four Mountaineer receivers to catch a touchdown pass from quarterback Connor Desch on Saturday. Uh, South Dakota Mines able to get one more back, but then from there, from the first quarter on, Coach Todd Hour's defense put up an absolute clinic and shut the South Dakota Mines Hard Rockers out from that point on. Connor Desch, 301 yards, four touchdowns. Like I said, four different receivers catching a touchdown pass. Cole Ritters with three receptions and 83 yards. Uh, He had a monster day. Damian Macias, obviously, with another catch. Malik White with a touchdown grab. And then senior receiver Elijah Gillespie, a guy that I actually went uh, freshman year. We were in the same freshman class with Elijah Good to see him out there doing his thing. He had a touchdown reception as well. They really put together a game, and after that first quarter, the defense, eight sacks in the entire game. One and a half from Lane Ferris, one and a half from uh, Will Lytle, and also one and a half, excuse me, two two sacks, two solo sacks from DeAndre Baker. DeAndre's having one of the best seasons at linebacker that you can ask for as well. Um they, Western Colorado, this is a different Western Colorado team than we've been seeing for the past few years. I think they've proven that. I think I've talked about how they've proven that. I want to see them continue that success. It's not going to be easy. This Colorado Mesa team has proven that much. I think when you are going to stack these two teams up, when you think about these two teams in general, pretty much every sport, this is the biggest rivalry for, for each school. I know... The wrestling duel is uh, the Hallow West was one duel. It's Coach Charlie Pfeiffer and uh, his dad, uh, Coach Pfeiffer at Colorado Mesa. It's a big deal. Everybody comes out. Everybody watches that that wrestling match. The basketball games are a huge deal. Both women's and men's basketball games are huge deals. And the football has been a big deal as of recent as well. A lot of people remember the last time these two schools met. It was at Stucker Stadium week I think three of the 2019 season. Well, Western Colorado had not beaten the Mavericks in Grand Junction since 2001. Came down to a last second field goal. Chandler Davis lined it up, put it through, and Western Colorado got their first win in Grand Junction uh, in that decade and since the 
uh, new millennium had actually turned. So that was a huge moment in program history. Western continued to have varied success in that season. Colorado Mesa, not quite as much. It seems like things have turned around and Coach Tremaine Jackson has the Mavericks kind of in the right position to make a move. It's going to be a very high-flying, explosive game. I think both sides are going to have... Honestly, I think they're going to probably be a little bit tight. This is a big moment, especially uh, for Western Colorado and really this Colorado Mesa squad. Neither neither side has been in a nationally ranked matchup in a game with as much importance as this. Colorado Mesa knows if they win this game, they are that one step closer to claiming an RMAC championship. Western Colorado knows the exact same thing. It's going to be who is able to get over that and get back down to their business first. I think Western Colorado is going to have a defensive game plan that's going to put pressure on Karst Hunter and the Mesa offense. Can they are, are they able to make something happen out of that? Josh Cummings had a little bit of a down week last week. If they're able, if the Mountaineers are able to get the running game going, we've seen how they're able to take over a game. That New Mexico Highlands game, they were losing. They were down pretty bad. They were able to turn it around with the running game behind Josh Cummings and Davon Butler, and their offensive line has been playing very very well i'm i'm very proud to see everything that's going on there i think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game that's what i'm hoping for first and foremost as a alumni i am going to be biased and would be lying if i wasn't saying i'm rooting for the western colorado mountaineers uh i am objectively looking at this as a very tough matchup i want to give colorado mesa a lot of credit and a lot of respect just like i know uh, Coach Jazz Baines is doing in that Western Colorado locker room. Pretty much both sides should be telling their teams, this is our chance to prove that this is no fluke. This is our chance to prove that we are where we would deserve to be. And if, in this moment, if we're able to grasp what we need to do and if we're able to handle our business the way that we have all season, except for one week, both teams, we should be able to come out of this and, and claim victory in in a very historic matchup in a conference that I think is just getting better and better. So I, I'm very excited. Can't wait for this matchup. And uh, I'll get to my score predictions as we go over the standings, which leads us to that segment. Let's look at these standings. I mentioned the four-way tie for first place. Western Colorado, Colorado School of Mines, Colorado Mesa, and CSU Pueblo all at various stages of their conference record with only one loss. Western Colorado, 6-1. and one. School of Mines and Mesa, also Pueblo, all 5-1. and one. Uh, Overall, Western, 7-1. and one. Colorado Mines, 7-1. and one. Colorado Mesa, 7-1. and one. CSU Pueblo, 5-3 and three overall. You remember they had those two losses out of conference to Texas A&M Commerce as well as Grand Valley State and then their loss uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico to the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Uh, all with very, very interesting matchups coming up. CSU Pueblo just barely beat Adam State last weekend. Uh, my prediction for, we'll start with the game of the week, the Colorado Mesa Western Colorado game. My prediction for that game, I see that being Colorado Mesa 24, Western Colorado 31. I think the defense that Todd Hour has been putting out there is good enough to keep Western Colorado in the lead. For much of the game, we saw that happen in Adams in the Adams game. When they play with a lead, their defense is very difficult to score on, and their offense can't kind of gets bailed out for some of the mistakes that they tend to make 
in those big moments. I think that Mesa is going to put up a hell of a fight. I think that there's going to be a few times where you have to decide whether or not you want to go for it on fourth down, kick a field goal, or maybe play a little bit of a field position game with a punt. Special teams is going to be huge for this game. It, it always is. Um, and it's going to be who makes the least amount of mistakes and who's able to capitalize on their opponent's mistakes. I think Western Colorado, they're in the position right now. It's been a magical season. I want to see it keep rolling. I'm going Western Colorado 31 over Colorado Mesa uh, with a score of 31 to 24. Um, next game that we'll talk about here, Colorado School of Mines. The Ore Diggers will be taking on the... Shadron State Eagles, and I mentioned it in the in my column. Poor Shadron State, they they get Colorado Mines in the worst possible matchup, uh, coming off of a a tough loss on the road, going back home, and now you have to go. You you've had two good weeks in a row. You beat the two other winless teams in the conference, and you put together your first winning streak of the season. Congratulations. I think you're getting a pissed-off Colorado School of Mines team this weekend, and I think that they're going to try to do their best to not only prove that last week was a fluke, they want to take out some frustration on you. My final score prediction for that game, I have the Ore Diggers winning 42-10. to uh, I just think, you know, I, I said all season long, Shadron State's been under underperforming, and they actually sit at number five in the conference. After that four-way tie, they're underperforming heavily. But since they are underperforming, it's very difficult for me to have sympathy for them because they're they're pretty much doing this to themselves. They have a very tough matchup this week against Colorado School of Mines coming off that loss. New Mexico Highlands sits at number six, three and four in the conference, three and five overall, but two big wins two weeks in a row. I think that they keep that rolling. Mexico Highlands is playing Adams this week, and I think that this could be a high-scoring game, but I really don't think that Adams has shown any kind of defense. Highlands really hasn't either, except for last week, and they were able to hold Black Hills to a relatively uh, low score. So I think that New Mexico Highlands has the upper hand in this one. They're going to win this game over the Adams State Grizzlies 44-21, and that is the number six team in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Number seven, Black Hills State. They have their in-state game. With, with South Dakota Mines, it's funny. They're actually tied uh, dead even, 4-4 four and four overall, 2-4 and four in the conference. The Hard Rockers and Yellow Jackets, it's an interesting game. I didn't give it a lot of attention in the column because it's it really doesn't have too much bearing on the outs, outside view, but it's a big deal in South Dakota. I know that it's a big rivalry between the two schools. I think South Dakota Mines' offense is better than Black Hills' at this point in this season. I think the Hard Rockers are going to get a hard-fought victory, 38-31. It should be a fun game, should be a blowout. It's kind of jammed in the middle of all these other really tough matchups and big games, though, so I'm not sure how much attention that will be given. And rounding out, uh, we'll go 8th and ninth with all the ties. Adams State and Fort Lewis, both winless on the season. Uh, the Grizzlies 0-6 in the conference. The Skyhawks 0-7. Skyhawks continue to give up 50-plus points pretty much each week. Um, and they have their game against, I believe they're playing yes, CSU Pueblo. So CSU Pueblo get their chance to run up the score. I have that game finishing 56-0. And like I said, for the Adams game, I think New Mexico Highlands is going to beat them 44-21. to That's going to be it for this week of the Top of the Mountain podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to check out my column if you haven't read it already on d2football.com. That's If you're listening to the podcast on d2football.com, thank you very much. We are a proud 
uh, affiliate of that website. I'm very excited to be working with the RMAC for them. And be sure to follow at FEOTB Pod and at Dago Express, my other two podcasts, uh, one the far end of the bench every Wednesday. New sports episodes drop with my co-host Nico, and then every other Tuesday is the Dago Express with my brother Nick. That's when we have our new episodes. Uh, We have a lot of good stuff coming up for both shows, and that's where you can also come up with uh, all the different news for this show as well. Have a lot of good things coming up. We still have three. uh, We have the opportunity for three schools in the RMAC to get into the playoffs at this point. After this weekend's Colorado Mesa Western Colorado game, we'll have a Uh, more clear picture as to who's truly number one and i can't wait to talk about it but for now everybody enjoy your weekends my name is jimmy Pilato. this has been the top of the mountain podcast enjoy watching some rmac football on saturday and we will see you guys next week